0: You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamie. And Jason Bailey.
1: Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is...
0: They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night.
1: Every day, anything we do, they Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda that talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. We've got a very special guest lined up for you today. We'll just go ahead and get right into it. Jason visited with our resident baseball guru, my old coach. It, it is really a treat. Anytime you have him on the show, this is a must-listen. And I guess you're already listening if you've made it this far, but this is a must Listen for Southern Miss baseball fans every time we have him on the show. Please welcome our guest, Rick Maddox.
2: Okay, on the line now, making his uh, third or fourth appearance on the show, I think. Um, Father of Mark and Todd Maddox, both Golden Eagle greats in their own right. Mark, of course, everybody remembers remembers him hitting bombs at the Pete, and Todd, a uh, fraternity brother of mine, and, and kind of a roost celebrity these days, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the mo- one of the more knowledgeable guys that I know, especially when it comes to Southern Miss baseball. So, without further ado, welcome to the show, Rick Maddox. What's up, Rick? Well,
0: well, how are you guys?
2: Thank you very much.
0: I always enjoy being with you.
2: Yeah, it's been too long. You know, I I think we probably would have done a little bit more of it last year, but you know, uh. Covid happened, <laughs> and the world pretty much changed <laughs> yeah. from from about this time last year, I think, until, and, and we're still going with it. So, uh, so yeah, thanks for taking yeah. the time today. Well, thank you very much. I always love to talk about Southern Miss baseball. We mentioned um, uh, Mark and Todd, but how are Miss Terry and uh, and the rest of the fam doing?
0: Well, they we're all good, you know, uh, uh, with this COVID situation. Neither uh, carrying on myself and say COVID. So knock on wood, we're, we're ready for our second shot. Um, and, uh, you, you mentioned Todd and Mark and, and they are both doing wonderful and anxious for the 2021 season to get started.
2: Absolutely. Me and you both. And, uh, you know, it's well. We're actually recording on Valentine's Day today. I don't know how you and I got away with that, uh, but that's cool. <laughs> but but every time Valentine's Day rolls around, that means that the baseball season is near. It's freezing outside. We're getting ready for the snow apocalypse or whatever. But um, you know, everybody I talked to is kind of getting ready for another uh, outstanding year uh, at the Pete.
0: Yeah, I I you know I see a lot of people in town and everybody to want to know how we're going to be this year what do you expect what's going on and uh you know i think we're all excited to uh see what this team's going to offer for this year
2: Mm -hmm. and as usual uh with the southern miss baseball team expectations are high uh for the golden eagles this year seems like coach barry just just kind of reloads each and every year um this year is a little different because of the COVID situation um but again, you know whether it's returning players, familiar faces or newcomers, it looks like the looks like the Eagles are going to be stacked uh, top to bottom
0: yeah i uh, I agree with you, you know I don't know if you noticed the preseason awards that came our way and uh, when you when you see oh, I think it was uh three pitchers
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, that won uh, preseason awards um. And then you have got Gabe in the outfield, so uh, I, I think Coach Barry's probably feeling a little bit, uh, you know, like Coach Saban at Alabama, where you just <laughs> say, "Hmm, I got a pretty good squad here."
2: <laughs> sure thing, yeah. And, and you mentioned, you know, three of the four starting pitchers were selected to the preseason uh, All Conference team, so pitching looks like it's going to be in great shape heading into the season. Um, how how big was it to get Walker Powell back, and, and also? Um, well, on the pitching side of it, you know, Stanley returning. And, and you also mentioned uh, everybody's favorite Guatemalan, uh, Gabe Montenegro. But just from the pitching <laughs> side, I, I mean, how how big was it to have Walker uh, come back? Yeah, uh,
0: you know, I, I would have to say, you know, Walker is just certainly a, one of the key pieces. You know, when you when you get your Friday night guy to, to come back uh, when you expected, you know, him. To baby not being able to come back, you know that was a a huge huge uh, piece of this puzzle. You uh, you know Walker what he brings every game. I mean, he's not going to blow you away with uh, 99 and and uh, you know strike out every batter. But the, the thing I love about him is is he just so consistent.
3: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what you did mm-hmm. every game um you know he's going to compete he's, he's always in there he, You look up it's a fifth sixth seventh inning and walker's always in there um if he gives up a run he doesn't get rattled or something doesn't go his way he doesn't get rattled and you know he's going to give you a lot of innings you uh, you follow that up with gabe shepherd coming back and we know what kind of stuff gabe has um, you know, he, he's uh, just going to be lights out and uh, certainly got to be excited to have Gay back. Um, you know, on the other side, too, I, I think you're going to see a little different situation with our pitching staff where Hunter Stanley, we're used to seeing Hunter come in late in the ball ballgame, um, but he has been moved to starting pitcher um very so guys have been able to uh, stretch him out in the fall and uh, all fall and then even the early spring um you know Hunter is is just been like out. I, I think the people are going to really really be uh pleasantly surprised to see you know a, a starting pitcher so in 93 94 mm-hmm got a slider got a curve got a change up he challenges everybody He put on probably 15 pounds of muscle and he is just you know a competitor i i really enjoy uh, hunter and and obviously the the team does because uh, you know hunter was appointed one of the captains for this year and oh, cool. um, you know when you see uh uh, a senior like that and his leadership, what he brings to the pitching staff, alongside Walker, alongside Gabe Shepherd, um, you know, I think a lot of the guys are going to just fall in line, and and it's very um, fun to watch them get so far. I mean, I I think right now uh, we have maybe 19 pitchers. <laughs> you know, you are talking about. Uh, the staff that we have and, and, you know, yes, I've been out there like 400 years. So I've seen a lot of baseball <laughs> over the years,
3: <laughs>
0: but, uh, when, when you have such depth and I think I would say this and coach host would with a degree and coach Barry also is that we have so many options on the mound, um, that we've never had before, you know, usually, you have your starters. You have some bullpen guys. you got some got late, a late-inning guy, and you cross your fingers and hope it all works out. But, you know, this year, uh, Jason, I think you're going to see we probably have another, other than those conference guys, you know, we probably have another four or five guys that could start any given game, and we wouldn't miss a lick.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure thing. So, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's know, probably it's pretty encouraging. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's probably going to come into play. I would think a little bit more this year than others, um, because of the new format. As far as conference goes, uh, there will be four conference games played on the weekend, which is a ton of baseball, and it's going to go nine inning on Friday, uh, and two seven inning games on Saturday, and then a nine inning ga- nine inning game on Sunday. Um, oh, so, yeah. I, I you know, I, I would have to to think that. That, you know, having so many pitchers at your disposal would have to benefit uh, Southern Miss greatly.
0: I I would think so. Now, I, I will say that, you know, because of COVID and the rosters and the expansion thereof, you know, other schools are going to be good also. I, I know I know we're going to be good. We've got a lot of depth, and I expect uh, every school to, to be in the same situation. But we also have a, a strong bullpen. um you know, in a in a perfect world, I hope our bullpen only pitches two or three innings a whole year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Like,
0: probably not gonna happen, but you know, as they say it could, it could. Um you know, but I think what it does for Coach Ostrander is it gives him the ability to say, Okay, guys, you know, if you can make it six, seven innings, you know, we've got plenty of pieces. We got left handed bullpen, we got right handed bullpen. You know, we've got closers, we got set-up guys. Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to mention another young player that we got, uh, one of the pitchers that a lot of the guys haven't seen here locally, but Drew Boyd, uh, you know, played at Oak Grove and um, has been coming on every year. I think Drew's been on the team for 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, but this will be one of his the first years that, you can see Drew, at, you know, as a starting pitcher. He he started getting a few innings in. I think he pitched last year against Ole Miss, you know, and we were right there with him all the time that Drew was there. Uh, Drew has flipped the switch. Uh, you know, he's come back for some injuries. And now, you know, he is a polished, crafty left-hander um, that he, he – it really can make you look bad if you're not focused in, and he's gonna be a great asset, you know, whether he's starting or if he comes in and uh, relief and And we've got a lot of those kind of guys this year.
2: Awesome. Um great to hear. and And you know, as far as the uh, I believe the the league coaches voted. On, on the, uh, how teams would, would, how, how it would all shake out in the conference. And we're picked to finish first, uh, in the West, I believe, or maybe first in in the league overall, uh, as voted on by the coaches. Um, so that kind of shows the level of respect that Southern Miss has and, and has had for a while now. But, um, you, you mentioned, you, you mentioned the pitching being a a big part of that. But, you know, the, the hitting too. I mean, I know we're going to have another, uh, left handed, Heavy lineup, but it seems top to bottom, top to bottom in the lineup, it's it's going to be tough to to get outs anywhere. I think.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you there too. Uh, offensively, I I think you're going to see a little bit different team than maybe we've had some years in the past. Um, I would I would go out on a limb and say that you know we don't have any easy outs. I'm talking one through nine um we we've really got guys that can put the ball the ball in play we got guys that can run I think you're going to see a a little bit more hit and run out of coach Barry this year um we got we do have a lot of left-handed bats um but we do have some new pieces on the right hand side that you know our fans haven't seen yet um we've got two catchers or basically now I'm going to say two and a half catchers um, and and all three of them are right-handed. Everybody, you you know, knows about Andrew Stanley, uh, you know, because he played last year, but uh, we also have, you know, uh, some new players on the team. Um, We've got a new catcher, uh, Blake Johnson is his name. Uh, A lot of our fans are going to know Blake because he played at, uh, Gulfport High School. And then from Gulfport, uh, you know, we went on to Jones, and uh, we're very fortunate to have him come this year. Blake is a tremendous receiving catcher, catch and throw, but he also has a good bat. Um, and I, I think you're going to, you know, see that with both of our, our catchers. Uh, the reason I mentioned the, the third one, uh, Chris Sargent is his name. Um, and he came in from coastal Alabama community college. Um, and, uh, Chris is a first baseman and a catcher. And sometimes when you start looking at, well, we got, uh, a number three catcher that could catch if, if somebody had a, a broken hand or this or that, well, you know, Chris is more than capable of filling in for either one of those guys in a situation, um, I look for Chris uh, right now. He's been very impressive at first base, um, and he's shown a lot of pop with his bat. He He's hit uh, you know, some home runs this spring. He's hit some doubles, uh, but he gives us that right-handed bat that we've been looking for. We've, we've got a couple of guys that I'd like to mention on, on the offensive side that, that are also uh, transfers in here. Cade Crosby. Is one that played in uh, Long Beach, and he transferred to Gulfport. And um, you know, Cade is now on our team, and you know, a, a terrific uh, middle infielder. He can play shortstop. He can play second um, if we needed you know him. And he also swings a bat and can run. Uh, Reese Ewing out of Pearl River Junior College, um, another uh, uh, left-handed bat. Got pop. Can play right field. Uh, left field. Um, we got Michael Wien, uh, another transfer from Pearl River. Uh, Michael has, has really had a good spring. He, he's playing some third base, some second base. You, you know when what that does, Jason, it gives us the depth that maybe we haven't had. We we've got a really good you know, infield this year, and now now we also have depth on that. So if uh, you know, well, uh, somebody goes down. You know, D- Dusty Dickerson is, is really going to be impressive at short this year. I think you're going to see that that shorts you know play from last year has now been expanded to um, a year later. He's bigger, he's stronger. He's got a cannon arm. He's making ESPN Sports Center plays at short. He handles the bat well. And, uh, you know, he is really going to be a solid shortstop for us. And uh, we also have those other guys that can fill in if something happened to him. You've got to remember this year, our second captain is Will McGillis. And uh, Will is now over at second base because of the situation that uh, we've got with, with Chris Sargent at first that we've been able to um, move Will to second base. So that gives us, you know, a basic middle infielder shortstop hands. Uh, he's got the range, he's got the arm, and he's a right-handed bat. Uh, I'll mention real quickly uh, another a couple of the freshmen that have come in. Uh, Carson Pato from Van Cleve. Uh, Carson is playing first base. um uh, he is a, a left-handed bat, um, is really impressive out there. I think he's got a great future with the team. Uh, we're glad to have him. Um, and I know a lot of the locals have heard a lot about Slade Wilkes uh, from Columbia Academy. Slade is is just a, uh, you know, a terrific uh, left-handed bat. Um, you know it, he's like six foot two, two hundred twenty pounds. He he looks like a linebacker. Um, you, you know, and and when he's in that plate, uh, he has a presence. Uh, he takes a, a hefty cut. He's using all the field now. You know, he, he he's hit some balls. that they talk about that are still going out at Pete Taylor Park. They they haven't landed yet. But um, I think all Slade has to do is. It just realized that the game come to him, slow it down a little bit. Um, but there's going to be a lot of, of fun to watch slate over the next few years at Pete Taylor.
2: Absolutely, and that's that's the that's the one guy that, that everybody has talked about. Like you like you mentioned, um, you know, uh-huh. I kind of wonder a little bit. Um, you know, I hope he comes in and just goes straight Matt Walner, and uh, just like from the very get go, just <laughs> absolutely rakes. Uh, I, I also know that, you know, coming from from Columbia Cat from from a smaller school, I mean, you know, even if smaller high school, yeah, uh, he probably hasn't even had a slump like in his life since he's been six years old. He's probably been the best player ever. <laughs> I, I'd like to, but you know, I've heard some good things from people like you and other people yep. that have been around the scrimmages yep. that that mention, you know, what a what a disciplined hitter he is. And I think that'll pay dividends. But I, I do want to see what happens. I mean, God forbid he ever goes into a slump. But once he does, that might be the, you know, division one pitching is no joke. And, uh, there's going to be a target on his back. I mean, he was going to be a super high draft pick until the uh, draft got shrunk down last year. So he knows that. And I know he's a smart kid and he's got all the talent in the world. Um, but I mean, does any of that make any sense? I, I, I love that Southern Miss is a place that we can recruit those kind of players and that they would love to come here. I, I hope that the situation doesn't get too big, too big from him, uh, too big for him, um, you know, right off the bat.
0: I, I think you're exactly right. I, I believe, you know, everybody has,
2: has been saying that, and
0: certainly that that's the first thing. That's that's why you don't see a lot of true freshmen come in and start off at quarterback. You don't see sure. a lot of true freshmen come in and be a catcher. Um, you know, we certainly don't need to put pressure on Slade. But on the other hand, I, I would mention that, you know, we, we do hear the things about academy ball, but sometimes – what people forget is that Slade also played on the national level. Right. When you you take, like, perfect games in Under Armour. I mean, he's played in Wrigley Field and San Diego and been on national TV, um, you know. So, it you know, I give him his, his dues. He's earned it. Um, he's a very, very mature guy, you know. He, he's not like uh, Todd was in, as a freshman, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slade, Slade is more, uh, you know, uh, advanced, more like Mark. I'll, go, I'll give Mark credit on that, but but I think that Slade can handle it. I I don't think he's the kind of guy that's gonna uh, let that bother him. And you know, we're he's seeing some really good pitching this fall and this spring, and um, you know, so far he has uh, been able to handle it well. So. It's going to be fun. That's why we uh, all buy our tickets, and I hope all of our fans have bought their season tickets and uh, want to come watch these guys because it's going to be fun. You're going to see guys that you haven't seen before, um, whether it's pitching or offense. Uh, a couple of guys that are pitching now that have been hurt. I want to mention their names to you: uh, Aubrey Gillentine uh, from Amory. I, I said, yeah, Amory, Mississippi. I can mm-hmm. see it now that he and uh, Coach Hall will have to come out and throw the first bit to, <laughs> uh, to uh, Avery. I, that, that'll that be fun. I, I want to be at that game. But Avery had been hurt and he has come out and it just really opened up a lot of eyes. You know, he's going to be guys that you're going to say, where's he been? Where's he been? But, right. you know, these injuries have kept him from playing at all. Um, You know, another one that I want to miss, Tyler Lance out of Meridian Junior College. Tyler has come in. He pitched some last year, uh, but it was such a short season, you know, I don't know if he could get his uh, land legs or not. But I will tell you this, in the fall and the spring, Tyler Lance has been unbelievable coming in in that late inning with his, uh, you know, sliders, fastball control. Uh, So Tyler Lance is going to be one of the names that you're going to enjoy this year. And I'm going to follow him up with another Tyler. Um, This is Tyler Stewart. You know, Tyler is our big guy from uh, Illinois and you know, nobody's seen Tyler pitch. Well, I promise you this bump, when he gets out on the bump, you're going to remember him forever. You're going to say this guy is six foot nine and he's 235 pounds and he's sewing 94, 95 with a slider and a changeup. So when he comes out of the bullpen, he looks like he's eight foot five <laughs> and he weighs 300 pounds and then he's just handing the ball to you. So he is going to be a pleasant surprise for our fans uh, to see him. Um, I want to finish with a couple other guys. We've got, uh, uh, before I get to the freshman. Uh, Garrett Ramsey, Garrett Ramsey played at Brandon, uh, high school and then, uh, went to Heinz community college. This fall, Garrett came in and, uh, you know, I didn't know a lot about him. And then you just watch him pitch the first, you know, one inning mm-hmm. and you're like, my, my, goodness, who is this guy? Well, <laughs> through the fall, through the spring, I'm going to mention a, a, a slider that is in the same make-up of Nick Sandlin. Garrett Ramsey has that kind of nasty slider that would just make you look silly. Uh, plus, his fastball is in the 90s also. So he's going to be coming in in the late inning, and he's a right-handed pitcher, so just like Nick. Now, he's not an undershooter, mm-hmm. and he's not as much sidearm, but he just brings it. And uh, he's been very, very impressive. So I I think the people are going to really enjoy seeing him. And, again, I I, want to mention some of our freshman class. Uh, When we get a little time, if we got some time, I'll go ahead and jump in on some of them. Uh, We mentioned uh, Slade, which everybody knows. Um, We've got, um, let me see, uh, from last year's team, Reed Trimble. You know, Reed was Northwest really hot when the right. started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Northwest Franken. Uh, Reed is, is. We've been able to move him now to center field. Uh, he's probably the fastest guy on the team, and he's a switch hitter. Reed can also, uh, you know, play third base can play the infield. Um, his dad was even mentioning to me that he could he could catch if he needed to, and he pitched some in high school. I said, well. I don't think we need him to pitch. We got enough guys, <laughs> but he's uh, right. the kind of guy that I I would expect him to to bat you know anywhere from three fifty and above. He's just that kind of a good hitter, so I think he's going to be really good. Um, we got that group coming back with Isaiah Rhodes. Uh, you know, he was our sidearm uh, relief guy. Uh, Big Blake Wheat Hunt
3: uh,
0: out of Georgia. Big Blake is six six. 230, and he brings it. So, you know, there's another big freshman right-hander that we have. Um, Michael Latulus out of Louisiana. Michael came in um, in the fall. I felt like, you know, the game was a little fast. He was struggling a little bit. He has figured things out and has been able to flip the switch. He's the kind of guy that is going to make an impact. You know, he's like six foot two, hundred and ninety five 195 pounds, uh, left handed pitcher outfield. Um, he, he is just a, an athlete. Uh, we got Brady Faust back, uh, freshman uh, infielder, can play second and short again. Uh, we got Fisher North back. Um, ben Etheridge is back. Right. Another true freshman, Tanner Hall, is a guy that we have not seen other than in the fall. And Tanner, is one of those young freshmen. He's out of Zachary uh, High School in Louisiana, and he's the kind of guy that can come in, he can start, he can pitch a midweek game, he can pitch long relief, but he's opened a lot of eyes. you got your freshman Chandler Best coming back, um, our left-handed starter. Um, Ryan Ock will be back. Sean Tweedy's back. You know, Ryan and Sean bring such leadership. You know, out of that left handed side, um, you know, I would think Ryan Ock will be a, a late inning guy. Sean is a good left handed matchup kind of guy. Um, we've got a true freshman from Madison Central, Justin Storm. Justin is another one. We've got a, a good basketball team going here. Justin is six foot six. <laughs> so we've got a couple of six six, six eight, six nine. Uh, Justin is a left handed pitcher. And he is earning some playing time. He's come in in the fall. He's come back this spring uh, really figuring the game out. He's he's a lot of lanky uh, elbows and uh, kneecaps. And it's hard to pick up the ball from him, uh, but he's going to be very effective for us. Um, so I, I think that. And then another true freshman is Hurston Waldrop. You know, I think that that Hurston is coming in from Georgia. He's a competitor. He's a a bulldog guy. Uh, He loves his makeup. Uh, He's figuring the things out. He's going to be a 90 guy with a wonderful change-up. So you're going to see a lot of fastball change-up. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Hurston coming in there and uh, getting some early innings. We got a new... uh, uh, other right-hander from Louisiana, Will Tynes, has come in. And uh, Will is going to be uh, a right-handed, uh, probably a release guy for us now. But, you know, we just, we've got a lot of new faces. I, I think we've got 39 on the roster. Um, I'll go with 19 pitchers and 20 position players. Um, I need to mention, yeah, I left one out with Billy Garrity. Uh, he's a local boy from Summerall playing center field uh, Billy has really come on in the fall and the s- spring as well uh, left-handed bat he's got power um, I'm sure Billy's going to help us uh, this year And so well, I, I guess what it means for Coach Berry, uh and you know I usually tell them what they're doing wrong so that they
3: uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to me very much but Uh, we are going to have the depth so that if somebody gets injured, somebody tweaks a muscle, somebody does this, does that, just needs to sit for a day or two, get the head straight.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: We have the depth to really, we wouldn't be down if if we lost any one player. And there's not a lot of teams that can say that, you know, we've got the pieces to interchange pieces and, um, You know, hopefully this year they've worked extremely hard. I think you're going to see that that we've got a big team. Uh, They're stronger. That weight room that we have um, has really made a huge difference. Um, Coach Todd, our crazy uh, strength coach, if you haven't had a chance to interview Coach Todd, he would be a a wonderful (laughs) interview for you. Uh, if you can understand him he's from Ohio. So yeah, 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 no, I, we,
2: we actually uh we actually had the opportunity to, to interview him last year and uh we'll probably hit him up again uh sometime this year. A great guy, great guy, knows his stuff, has just uh lives and breathes it. And when you watch these guys walk out of the tunnel or walk out onto the field, you, you it's it's noticeable, right? Um so it's 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 really cool and he is I tell you what, that guy is I guess all those strength guys to a degree are kind of that way. But he is, um, you know, after you get through talking to him, I'm, I feel like I can go in there and throw up some iron, you know. Well, you know, I,
0: I think, I think that would be a good challenge for you and Jamie to maybe for next year to <laughs> dedicate yourself to work out with a baseball team every oh, day.
2: Yeah, that would squish me like a bug for sure. Um, but no, yeah, there's, oh, there, a lot. but yeah, there, there's so many good players on the team, and that's like, it's a great problem to have. Um, and you, you hope that it doesn't become a problem of course, but, um, you know, there's gonna be a lot of good baseball players who aren't going to play a lot of baseball this year. And that's, 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 I think that might be some, uh, maybe the, one of the biggest challenges for this coaching staff is just, um, you know, well in football or basketball, you say like, you know, there's only one ball to play with, but there's just, there's so many people on the team because of the, 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 uh, the the COVID situation last year and people being able to come back, which is great for us. And at the same time, a lot of these kids who were all stars their entire life, maybe they even came last year and sat and said, you know, in their mind they were thinking, "I'm going to sit this year and I'll be playing next year." Well, now they're going to sit this year. They might sit a lot again. Uh, I I wonder how that plays into the um, you know, the 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 psyche of the coaching staff and how they how they maybe are going to approach that
0: yeah i you know that is going to be a a difficult situation because you've got a lot of guys that that want playing time Uh, a lot of guys have earned playing time Uh, at the same time you know the coaches are going to do what it takes to win um and i i think that you know as they always say when you get your chance um you know there's going to be guys that take advantage of it and you know they'll be able to stay in there um it's one of those things. It's a good problem to have. Um, I'm sure a lot of other coaches would love to have that problem. But, you know, that's why uh, Coach Barry is, is the coach he is. And, you know, he'll figure that out, how to make guys, you know, play when it's deserved. And then it's up to them to uh, show that they've got what it takes to stay in there.
2: Absolutely. Well, earlier you mentioned that uh, you mentioned about getting your tickets, and I've I've got my tickets. I was a little weary, honestly, at first. Uh, you know, with the whole mask situation, having to wear it the entire game. But after I, you know, calmed down for a couple of days, I called Hooks back and I said, <laughs> "Man, look, I, I'm I'm going to get my tickets again. I, I, you know, I'm not crazy about that whole situation, but I get it. You know, it, it is what it is. It's the world that we're living in. Hopefully, this goes away by football season." Um, but but here we are. But but that leads me into just, you know, what it's like to 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 be at the Pete. And, and one of, I think one of the reasons that we get all of these players we're talking about um, is is because, you know, the Pete is just kind of grown into this this magical experience. You know, you're not even really going for the uh, I guess I would kind of compare it to like a the experience maybe you get at the professional level of like a Wrigley Field. Like you can go to the Pete and enjoy yourself a lot and maybe not even pay attention to the game. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that at times. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we, depending on where you are at that time, you can be talking and you miss a player too. And, <laughs> you know, but what I really enjoy too is, is Bumpy. We get to talk to the players. We get to, I get to visit with the, the parents and, and ask them, you know, what brought you here? How come you picked Southern Miss? You know, build a relationship, you know, and and they all just say that the atmosphere is one of the main criteria in coming here. They all want to be part of, you know, what what's taken us a long time to build. And we were looking at, you know, it was back like 2003 when we first started the dugout club. You know, and and now, you know, we're still going strong. It's still got its place. Uh, People are still joining that, although this year we didn't get to have our banquet. Um, But, you know, hopefully, um, you know, people will still take the time to join our uh, dugout club. Uh, I would encourage all your listeners to uh, go by the baseball office, call the baseball office, Colin Cargill. Um, We've got some really nice, uh giveaways <laughs> based on your membership um we've got we those of everybody that has joined in the past you know we always have a hat and a visor uh we change the color and the makeup every year uh i won't burst a bubble and tell you what color the hats are but we will know if you have a new hat on for this year so i'd <clears> take <throat> you to be joining anytime now right
3: um
0: uh, Based on your level, uh, you can also uh, get a, a, a really nice travel shirt. It's the same shirt that the players wear. So um, you want to be uh, walking around Hattiesburg and looking like you're part of the Southern Miss team. Uh, you know, you'll be able to join and get that travel shirt as well. Uh, at the next level, we go up to um, a, a windbreaker type pullover. It is um, really, really nice. Um you know, you can't get these uh, at the bookstore anywhere else other than the, the, through the dugout club. So we encourage people to do that and uh, get a brochure, look at the level. Everything that donated goes to the baseball team. So we would encourage your listeners, all 15, 20,000 of them right now to, oh, yeah. to write it down and uh, join the dugout club for tomorrow. Um, we do mention with a, with the uh, incoming freshmen, uh, because the parents, this is they're so excited about getting to play in the atmosphere at T. Taylor Park. You know, they've all come to a game. They've all visited as a player, a recruit. And, you know, they see everybody screaming, yelling, cheering. Um, you know, the, just the atmosphere is electric. Mm-hmm. And they all want to be a part of it. And, and I, I thank all of our listeners out there that have, have made this happen. Um, each year, you know, we try to do something to the dugout club to improve the facility. Uh, this year, uh, coach Berry has been able to put in new turf, uh, in the hitting cages. We got new netting and new turf. Um, so that again is going to make a huge difference on our hitters. Um, you, you know, we would certainly, uh, look for a new scoreboard at some point in time. Uh, if any of the listeners, uh, would love to buy coach Barry new scoreboard, I know he would give you a big hug, <laughs> uh, with his COVID mask on. Right. Uh, so, but, you know, we're expecting the roots to be what it, what it is and, uh, how much fun that is. I, I know, uh, suspense is growing on this year. Who? Is gonna be the fat head, right? And um, you know, we're, we're all sworn to secrecy, and you'll just have to talk to Big John Smith about that. He's he's got it locked up in his attic right now, so you would have to break in his house to see who is this year's fat head.
3: <laughs> um, but
0: we always have some new surprises. You know, everything's gonna be a little bit different, and um, we are expecting to have a, a great crowd at every game. We know it's going to be limited. We know we've got limited seats. Uh, I hope most of the listeners have purchased season tickets because if you don't have a season ticket and you don't have a ticket right now, um, it's going to be very difficult for someone, if not impossible to, to think they can walk up and buy a game day ticket. I think those days are behind us right now. And uh, with the, uh, limited capacity, just like a basketball, you know, the, the single-game ticket is not going to be available. Uh, so in the future, when we get back to normal, uh, that would just encourage everybody to buy season tickets. Make sure you have your season tickets. Then you don't have to worry about it
2: right and and just to to clarify when you say the fat heads you guys are the ones down the right field line right behind the right field foul pole and and when we're talking about fat heads we're talking about like when there's an error you guys are the ones raising up the boots you know to signify the error and then you know if if there's a player that has Endeared himself uh, through his play or whatever. You guys usually make one for that. So, just for the listeners out there, if you're wondering what the fathead is, it's a uh, it's it's those little cardboard or not cardboard, but those cutouts that are waved around yeah. over the over the right field uh, fence out there when, when something cool happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and um, I'm glad you did mention that because a lot of the the people in the stands don't know about the booth in the tradition of the boot where, well, mm-hmm. you know, how it started, what it means. And now, you know, we've grown from just a, uh, an old cowboy boot that, you know, on the old field where they used to throw it over the fence and then they'd roll it, I mean, uh, <laughs> right. with a rope and bring it back. Yeah. Now we, we started, we had a uh, cutout of a boot and now we have uh, grown into two boots. We have the big <laughs> boot and the little boot. So, uh, You know, we would encourage somebody anytime you want to come out and and wave both of the boots. uh, When the opposing team makes an error, you'll see a bunch of uh, people run down the slope, grab the the boot, and they wave the boot in uh, unison, as of course, to make it very uh, uh, appeasing to the eye (laughs)
3: for everyone. Right.
0: Uh, Another tradition that we do, uh, Jason, is that uh, people don't notice, but... uh, Warming up the right fielder, you know, uh, in between innings, if you see the right fielder uh, going out to the wall and he throws the ball back, you know, we have a fan. Um, and, again, I, I must say uh, my son Todd mm-hmm. and Jason Lowry at the time was the center fielder. And I can uh, remember when uh, Terry and I were sitting at home plate watching the game, and I noticed that Todd threw a ball in – to Jason Lowry from from the right field area uh, into center field. And, of course, you know, we pick up the phone and call him and tell him we're all going to get kicked out. And he said, oh, don't worry, Dad. Jason and I already had this thing planned out. So that's kind of how that all started. And now we're just throwing the ball to the right fielder where it's a little easier throw. It's a lot safer. But all the fans, if you'll watch it, when our right fielder, after they come out of the dugout, they run out to right field, they have a ball in their hand, they throw it to one of our fans that's warming them up and, uh, that fan throws it back and forth. And then we do the same thing in between innings. So that's, that's really cool. The fathead tradition, uh, started again with, uh, John Smith and, uh, he had the vision of what can we do to honor one of our players and um so we started out with our our fat head and if you remember chucky robinson was our first winner
3: mm-hmm.
0: and um john did the uh chucky doll and it it is uh still in uh been uh, implanted on the fence now mm-hmm. still uh, in play we then did uh coach barry uh and for some reason, the Coach Berry uh, fathead has been uh, <laughs> missing for a number of years. Uh, we're not sure if, if Coach Barry has it in his own house and uh, he's just, just looking at it or he, he tore it up and would <laughs> never get it again. But since then, we have a player every year uh, from, uh, you know, Dylan Burdow, um, Matt Walner, Matt Guidry and uh so on the back of the right field wall mm-hmm. the fans can walk back there and now those fat heads have been attached permanently to the right field wall oh cool it's it, it's very uh heartwarming to watch it you know we were able to do that uh last year with uh with matt gidry and matt walner and watch them all cry when they see that they have actually been uh put on the right field wall so this year should be no different, and uh, we'll know at the opening game the next Friday who is this year's winner of the fathead. So whenever that person does something special, you will see their face waved in the right field
2: foul ball. Awesome. The suspense is building. I have a guess as to who it might could be. But I, I don't even want to make the guess on here. I don't think.
0: Well, there because, you go. We yeah. may do a raffle on that, right? That'd right.
2: You could <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get right on it. Okay. And so, so, and uh, thanks for taking the time tonight. Uh, I just got a, a few more, just goofy questions I want to ask you right towards the end of okay. this thing, and yeah. um, and we'll we, we will we will revisit these answers at the end of the year and see how see how you uh, see how it all shakes out for you. So. I got, okay. Uh I have one, two, three, four, five, I have five six questions for you. So if you're ready, we'll begin. Fire away. Okay. Who will lead the team in home runs?
0: In home runs. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna go with Chris Sargent.
2: Okay. Sargent. Heard lots of good things. Can't wait to watch him play. Uh who yeah. will lead the team in batting average?
0: In batting average, I'm going to go with Gabe
2: Montenegro. Nice. Uh, And let's see. Who would lead the team and win? What what, 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 what pitcher will lead the team and wins?
3: And
0: wins. Well, um... I'm gonna go with all of our pitchers will be undefeated this year. Would that would that be okay? <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> we'll
2: take that, and I'll write you down for Walker Powell. <laughs> no,
0: I, I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna say uh, Hunter Stanley and Walker Powell will both lead the team. They will tie for the
2: most wins. Ooh, love it. Um, who's gonna lead the team in saves?
0: In saves.
2: Uh Well, I'm going to say
0: in saves, I'm going to go with Garrett Ramsey. All
2: right, two more. Uh, the uh, 2021 season for the Golden Eagles is a successful season if?
0: We host a regional.
2: Love it. And it is a disappointing season if? don't host a <laughs> <laughs> i got you awesome that's fantastic um yeah everybody's looking forward to the baseball season uh it's uh you know kind of comes on the heels of a basketball season that is getting more forgettable as the days go by but it's still fun to go over to reed green but, but anyway it's nice to have something to look forward to uh it's right here on us right we're one week away as soon as we can get through this this ice storm or snowpocalypse or whatever it is. Um, yeah. But, but Mr. Rick, man, thank you so much for, uh, for taking the time tonight. I, 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 would like to say that I'm going to join the dugout club this year. I told you before, uh, I've never done the dugout club before. I've always just kind of done as much money as I could towards the Eagle Club and, and gone up yeah. with that every year, which is, we which all is, do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. I've never been a part of the dugout club. I want to do it. I can't wait. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get on wow. that as soon as we hang out the phone. And, man, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. And, yeah. Uh, and um, Southern Miss? To the top.
1: That was Rick Maddox. Thank you for coming on the show, Rick. Always enjoy hearing what you have to say and always learn a lot as well. So Southern Miss baseball kicks off this Friday. That's February the 19th at home at 4 p.m. against Northwestern State. That is going to be broadcast on the CUSA.TV and radio on the Southern Miss Sports Network as well. Then our next game will be at, well, excuse me, we got a three-game series. And then the, uh, so we have a game at two on Saturday against Northwestern State, and a game at one on Sunday against Northwestern State. And then a game on the road on February the 23rd, that's a Tuesday, at South Alabama at 6.30 p.m. before returning back home next weekend to Pete Taylor Park to take on the Connecticut Huskies in a three-game series as well. In men's basketball, not the best weekend for men's or women's basketball. The men's team, the Golden Eagles, uh, Friday night, February the 12th, they fell to North Texas by a final score of 49 to 65, and then they fell again on Saturday by a final score of 56 to 68. Currently, the Golden Eagles sit at seven and 14 on the season, and three and 11 in Conference USA. Uh, same with the women; the women fell to North Texas Friday night by a final score of 55 to 76, and then again on Saturday by a final score of 64 to 72. Uh, This coming weekend, the men are on the road at FIU. The women are at home against FIU before flip-flopping the road and home. Golden Eagles have their final homestand of the year against FAU. That'll be Friday, February the 26th and 27th, and the, the Lady Eagles will be on the road for that final series against FAU as well. All right, I think we have uh, had a pretty solid show for you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.